thank you guys for joining us once again. We are excited to share with you some different different things we've been thinking about. And prior to this, we tried recording multiple podcasts and we're finally getting on track. So we're excited about that. Um, we kind of wanted to bring up the topics about the distance between our families, just because um, both of us have that in a very literal sense. And with, you know, Emily's family moved to Ecuador. I moved to California and my family's in Montana. So it's just kind of something that you can't, you know, not think about all the time. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I I would say I will say it's been a interesting journey as far as like I think for both of us as far as like leaving our families, being single, like not having mom mama there. I think that's probably been like one of the hardest things for me. Wouldn't you say? Like for you? Actually, I could say the same for sure. Yeah. Yeah, not having your mom around is a very weird thing. And it's not because, it's like not because you're necessarily reliant on them, but they have this ability to like get you in kind of a different way than anybody else. And I don't I don't know why, but I re- never realized until after I moved away from home how much like encouragement I was receiving from my mom on, on like a daily basis or like every other day or weekly or whatever. And when I moved away, all of a sudden I was like, man, if I'm like feeling low, like there is no coming out of this. Like it's just like yeah, a whole different type it, of process. It's so true because moms have a way of like being, bringing a very real and genuine and like um, just such good perspective because they've lived life and they know that these things happen. Like whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. And Somehow they just bring that perspective and it's so easy for me to get stuck in my own head and not have that perspective that it's just so nice to just like blab it all to mom and she can like bring that light. So it's hard to not have that. Yeah, it's kind of sad too because I'm really close with my mom and so I, you know, talk to her about like everything, you know, like they always ask me, you know, how's your day going? You know, what did you do? what's going on or any like, time you get a rev- for me, I think it was the biggest, the hardest thing was every time I get like a revelation to really feel like God showed me something, you can come home for whether it's the day of work or a day with friends or whatever you were doing with your life, you come back and without fail, there has never been a time my mom wasn't ecstatic about something God had showed me or done or something I'd read in the scriptures that had really meant a lot to me or whatever it was like never a time in my life that I can remember that that wasn't something that she was just like she's just I don't know she has a gift of rejoicing with other people like so whenever you're doing really well you're succeeding she's just like so there for it yeah they are like your biggest fan and cheerleader and um yeah it's just really hard to not have that but at the same time I think that we do need to go through through life with like separation from those things so we have a multiple, a multiplicity of options. And like, we're more expanded as far as being human beings. And like, God wants us to have a bigger toolbox. Yeah. It changes that reliance thing from like, who are, who are you relying on to now? Like it's either God or nothing. Like there's people, don't get me wrong. Like there's definitely people that are there for me and people I love that are out here in California too, but it's totally different. It's like, okay, you go from, you know, maybe an area that you do rely on someone a lot and then you kind of have to transfer that and then still maintain that relationship. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's a lot of like processing and growth and like just change. Yeah, for sure. 
it ends up being normal and natural and you're not supposed to live with your family until you're 50, contrary to popular belief. I don't think anyway. Um, there gets to be a point where there's like too many adults in one house and it's time to like get out of the nest and be an adult and do your life, whether you're married or not. So, I mean, yeah, because as much as I miss my family, I would still recommend adults to move out at some point. It doesn't need to be as the, the minute they become an adult, but adults to move out at some point because or, you know, move away from their family or whatever, get like a little bit of separation physically, just because it, you have learned to have a prediction for things you never noticed before. And you learn to be an adult in very practical ways, like how to pay for rent, what, how much things cost in the real world, you know, actually working a job and keep, you know, and, and things that are practical, but that a lot of people take for granted, like who's paying the bills, who's doing this, who's, you know, picking up when you're not, because like, you know what I mean? Like just so many simple things that are kind of a huge deal. It's, it's interesting, though, because, like, I have most of my siblings, because the whole sibling dynamic is a little different for me than Emily, because Emily's, like, the oldest, and I'm one of the youngest. So I have seven older siblings that have already all, like, moved out and gotten married. And all except for one, when they moved out, it was because they were getting married. And so it was, it's, it's like, for me to be, like, one of the first ones to move out without that being the reason I'm moving out was totally different. Like, the dynamics were completely different. It's different because all your older siblings are married, so now you have to keep up with, like, each one of them because they have like a household and a life and like they want to, they, you know, they don't want to like desert your siblings. So there's like all of these people, you know, and it's like, and all of my siblings lived within, except for one live within like 30 minutes of me in Montana. So it's like, you left a community. It's like, there's so many kids and stuff and family stuff happening. So there's also like, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot of change to kind of navigate through, be sad about, also be happy about, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Your aspect is so like polar different from mine. Like for me, it's as the oldest of nine, it's my heart is wrenched because I don't get to watch my little siblings grow up. And that like actually makes me really sad sometimes because like, oh man, Peter is growing up and like Paula is 13 and like, I'm missing out on these crucial years of their lives when I don't get to be a part. I'm I'm a casual observer more than I am an involved sister. And that actually like really hurts. Um that's kind of the the, the suck for me is that end where you've got the like totally different end of like leaving the community of like of like extended family, you know. Um. I mean, and it's sad in a different way because because you have all your nieces and nephews. But and it was, it was hard for me leaving Gloria because Gloria's my only younger sibling. Right. But it's different than if you had like, you know, you're the oldest and there's this family of people that are your family. And they're all at different stages, especially teenagers. Like I cried when I missed Gloria's 16th birthday. That was a huge deal. I was like, yeah. She had only ever going to have one 16th birthday. And I mean, she was in Florida, so whatever. You know, I didn't feel as bad. But it right. was like just realizing like big things are happening. You know, little kids that are like my favorite nieces and nephews or whatever are like getting older. People are still having kids. I held one of my nephews like one time. And now he's like a year. I don't know. He seems super huge now. So it's just different. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a very interesting dynamic. And like, yeah. Hmm. 
So what's it like being the youngest? But at the same time, it's, I mean, it's kind of weird because everybody expects you to have drama all the time. Like everybody's had, you know, their big drama moments because they were teenagers and like these big dramatic things happened to them, right? Like they had their guy drama or their girl drama and they had, you know, big family things that were like a huge deal. And I don't, you know, so it's like expecting me to have all this drama because I moved. And so they're like, like, what's all the stuff that's happening? It's like nothing, nothing, nothing in, the, <laughs> in like that sibling way where all they're all like, your tea. you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, things are happening. They're just not like <laughs> it's So it's different because I'm one of the youngest. So it's like just me and my little sister. There's way less. There was way less like, like certain things just weren't as big of a deal to us. I don't know why. But, like, I remember being one of the youngest of, like, a huge group of teenagers. Like, all my older siblings were at home. And, like, everything was a huge deal. Like, they would get back from, like, youth youth nights. And they all would just sit around and talk for hours about just all this drama that had happened. And <laughs> I don't really relate a lot. I feel you know? like, like your family, your family no. is really um, into, like, that kind of dramatic conversation happening. That's just kind of who you guys are. <laughs> we are, too. But, like... Oh yeah. Not oh, yeah. I don't know if it's like the same kind of drama. I think we're maybe different. I don't know. Well, because you all have a very opinionated well, my family is very opinionated too, but we both come from very opinionated, strong willed, stubborn families. And I like it personally. Like I love that my siblings are really strong willed, kinda obstinate, stubborn people. Like, yeah, it's super annoying when you're not on the same page. When you're on the same page, it's like a force to be reckoned with. It's like I yeah. wouldn't mess with that. You know what I mean? And I well, kind of like that. It's, and it's not like I'm taking offense for my siblings as much as it is we're in agreement on something and we're normally not in agreement. We're like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like because we all are so opinionated and individually so in our family, there's been a lot of disagreement. Yeah. So when you agree on something, it's so bonded. It is. You're like, you just, you feel you, so. You get really unified. <laughs> Actually, People come to my house and like watch a high off. Yeah, it's it's true. It is a really exhilarating feeling. But like literally, my family's communication style scares the heck out of some people. And they come and they watch us communicate, and they literally think they're in the lion's den. And it's not. It's just another day of conversation at the Boer house. Like that's all it is. Even though we probably could tone it down a bit. We got this so much growing up <laughs> you guys did too that's funny because I remember coming up to your house yeah oh I got that our entire childhood people would be like it's like a whole different culture like they didn't know what to do when they'd come to our family like any family gatherings we had because we had when we were all at home because there'd be like these big family you know our whole family be there and we'd have like youth nights we uh -huh. always had people over like super social house and so people would say that they would be like Oh, everybody's screaming. And it's like, you're rude. You didn't need to say that aloud. Like my, I remember my reaction as like seven years old being like, why did they just keep that to themselves? Like none of us wanted <laughs> to hear that. None of us care that we're crazy and vicious. Yeah. It can give some people a headache and kind of be sketchy. We could probably all tone it down a bit for sure. Like I'm not, I'm not by any means saying my family was perfect in those areas because we weren't, but I remember going to your house once for dinner and you, I remember sitting there at the dinner table and there's just all this stuff happening and like people were having a hard time passing dishes and like whoever, I think it was like Clara was sitting next to me and just like really wanted to get her food and it was taking forever to get to her. And it was just like this frenzy. And I remember just connecting so much in that moment. I was like, this is what it <laughs> was like 
for me growing up as well. Like we're having the same, like same vibes were happening in two completely different ways, but like same thing. It was so weird. Yeah. It's so, definitely so, weird. so interesting to see big family dynamics and what goes on and how they communicate. And it makes you, it really equips you to be a really rock solid person in life because you have to learn to have a really tough skin and just yeah because your siblings will question every your siblings will question every single thought you've ever had so there's like there's no like going walking around being arrogant and thinking you know everything because your siblings will make sure to just squash that they're just like no you like that just doesn't exist yeah you definitely yeah the totem pole is very real <laughs> oh man <laughs> There's like a pecking order in big families. It's like a pack and there's alpha wolves and like alpha females and alpha males. And then there's like the followers. Yeah. And like, it's weird if you're one of the youngest and you're an extreme alpha, then you're just like this barking hyena in the background and nobody cares. And so <laughs> it's, like, it's just mayhem. It is. It is so mayhem. Weird. It's mayhem. And I miss it. Frankly, I miss it. And it's part, it's also kind of why it's hard. Oh, I like, loved it. You kind of you kind of miss the mayhem and the arguing and the shouting and the like, you know. It's just it's just so great. Nothing like it. Well, because it's weird. Because still to this day, I have a hard time going to sleep because it's too quiet. Because my entire childhood, I went to sleep to the noise of all of my older siblings creating a complete ruckus, like just having these super loud, aggressive conversations, or my brother Isaac just like preaching to like two in the morning. And we lived in like a <laughs> so great. multiple trailer home stuck together for years. And so the paint walls were paper thin. You could hear everything. And so now I oh, actually fun. sleep better when there's people doing stuff outside of my bedroom. Like if it's people even walking like above me on the ceiling, like any consistent noise, like just wow, just like a kind of like a hubbub of noise, I really actually like and will fall asleep to. I remember my aunt Mandy saying that at one point, like she came from a big giant family and she was like, she got married to my dad's brother. And I remember her coming and staying the night at our house soon after they got married. And we were super loud. Like we, we, daddy probably was like, shush, 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 everybody be quiet. They're here. But we still were loud. And she came out and we were like, I'm so sorry. The kids were super loud. And she was like, no, I missed it. Like I actually was like, felt right at home. And you're like, what you know but that's that's just how you are when you grow up in a big family it's like you just feel right at home like there people are people are doing life and being alive and doing their thing and it's fine it's a happy thing it's not bad yeah I I definitely am very very glad that I came from a big family and I wouldn't take it back for anything and it's kind of weird because you go into life and you meet so many people that are like kind of like an only child or like didn't have that experience and it you really do feel like they missed out. Like there's not really a way to not feel that way. Cause like whenever I meet someone and they come from a really small family or, and there's benefits to both. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they didn't have an amazing childhood as well, but it's like, you do feel like they missed out a little bit on like the whole sibling dynamic because it's so such a party. Yeah, it is. It's a party. It's fun. Yeah. Where else do we learn to fight? I mean, I mean, yeah, like you, learn I feel like 90% of your stuff just from like disagreeing with someone and realizing you're just so wrong and then you know gotta hold to that argument though even if you're wrong if it 
do you guys hold out in arguments where you knew you're wrong oh, too? Yeah. Like, like, no, I will, I will die on no, this. Miles, I chose this and I with this. My brother Miles and I had this giant argument and I told him that Texas is bigger than Alaska and he's always, he's right, but I am still, <laughs> I still think that Texas is bigger than Alaska and I tell him that. No, I know it's not, but you know, it's just, the point is he's wrong and I'm right and we still talk about it and <laughs> to this yeah, day. It, it's not the logic. It's just about how, how aggressively can you fully believe your topic and convince your younger siblings or whoever's around. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's, it's such a good moment when you just, you really have these witty comebacks to something that is completely irrelevant on the grand scale of life. Yeah. Like there's just so many times that I've disagreed with siblings about something that is just completely irrelevant. Like doesn't even matter like remotely. Yes. Stupid stuff. Yeah. My sister Claire and I argued a lot. Like, our growing up years, we would pick topics. There would be topics that would come up. And it was weird because we did everything together. But then we would fight and fight and fight. And it was like over nothing. Like we'd be riding horses and her horse would be aggressively mean to mine or bite it. And then we'd discuss whose horse had a worse personality and be like ferociously angry. And I was like having range issues by the fact that, you know, like stupid stuff as kids that didn't matter like at all. I know. It's definitely real. I really like that, man. Yeah. Well, we're at our 20-minute mark, so we should wrap this up. But uh, what is the point of this episode? Because <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think we're reminiscing I think, over childhood memories, to be honest. I think we were going to be like, why we miss family? Why family so important? And then we just started talking about our childhood. Yeah. You know, it just comes from being kind of homesick. And that's just where we're at. And I hope that you guys appreciate it. If you don't, doesn't matter. It is what it is. But we appreciate all of the super sweet reviews and um, ratings you guys left yes. on Apple Podcasts. That was super sweet. Fun to read those. Thank you to all of you who did that. Big thank you. It meant so much. We love yeah. it. So. And I think this whole family thing is really us saying, I think this whole family thing is really just us saying we love and we miss our family. Yeah. And if you want to be an adopted family member, I am taking, you know, you can send me in a, what's it called? A form of application. <laughs> you can send me in one and I will look over. Oh, an application. That's the word. Man. Wow. My brain is so not here. That's why you keep an me application. around. Send me an application and I will look it over. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that is kind of why I keep you on your kind of the brains and whatever <laughs> else is needed. Yeah, now I need to go edit this, <laughs> kind of edit like this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, love you all. Thank love you for listening. The bloopers. If you made it to here, you're amazing. So Thank you. kudos love you. to Bye. you. <laughs> Bye. <I'm> just like. <laughs>